Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to Coffee with Convery. I am your host, Brian Convery. On today's Coffee with Convery podcast, we're going to be continuing that the series Sports Talk, where my guests share how being an athlete has helped them to propel their skill building, their mindsets, and their futures. And Sports Talk also helps us to understand the hurdles and barriers in some athletes face while being in school, participating in sports, and trying to balance that transition to the workplace. My guest today is Adam Petrick. Adam is an award-winning President's List NCAA student athlete with a cumulative 4.0 GPA. It's fantastic. Who is currently pursuing a Bachelor of Business Administration with a minor in finance and expected to graduate in May 2021 from the State University of New York in Canton. In addition to his schooling, Adam is an active member of the men's NCAA ice hockey team member as a forward, an assistant captain, and an academic All-American. He was the recipient of the SUNY Chancellor's Undergraduate Scholarship, Path for Completion Scholarship, and Investment Club Scholarship, and a 2020 Heritage Award winner for the Student Leadership Excellence. He holds the 2019 and 2020 Academic Award with the highest cumulative GPA in his program. Boy, Adam, some not, not some small feats there. You have really done some major... Uh, focus and congratulations on on all the awards and and your gpa as well thanks brian i'm, uh, I'm excited to be on and uh thanks for having me i know that's, uh, that was a good intro thank you <laughs> you're welcome it's uh it's good to see and, uh, and and we'll dig a little bit more into that uh sports background and then some of the some of the things you've uh, seen along your journey but before we get going into hearing about um all of your accomplishments and the things that you've been doing um, with schooling and as well uh, in life. Um, wanted to start with a few sort of get to know you questions and get us warmed up. So uh, for, let's see here. So what is your most used or favorite emoji? Ooh, uh, emoji, probably the, uh, that one with the eyeballs looking off to the side, you know, that one? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> either that one or probably the the laughing face with the with the tears. Those are probably one, two. Those are good. Those are good. Both of them are great. Um, if you uh, could eat just one food, I know this is a tough question for some of us, uh, especially me, but if you could just eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, it's probably a bad answer as an athlete, but I'd say either pizza or uh, chicken wings, probably. Pizza or chicken wings? Wow. Yeah. yeah. But I'm a dry. I'm I'm pretty. I'm actually a pretty picky eater. I'm I'm guilty of that. So um, with my chicken wings, like I I I'm not a big sauce guy. I won't lie. So I don't mind the dry rub, which is weird. But oh uh, yeah, no dry rub's good. I don't. Sometimes you drown it in all those sauces. You don't really taste yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not a sauce guy really. I'm I'm a little bit of a picky eater. So there you go. That's that's <laughs> okay. Um, favorite way to spend a day off. Uh, I guess the COVID answer would probably be, you know, crush some Netflix, watch a couple movies or whatever. But um, I watch a lot of hockey on my days off. Usually if I have some extra time, I'm, I follow the Leafs a lot and the NHL overall. So that's probably the ideal, uh, the ideal day off. Nice. Just kind of kick back, relax. Not yeah. So you don't over-program your day off. Is that is that true? I am a little bit guilty of that. Like, I mean, usually I I don't like to take a full day off. I mean, I won't, uh, I always need to kind of do something that helps me feel a little bit productive, whether it's, you know, catching up on emails or whatever, or LinkedIn notifications to kind of do something to give me that self, uh, you know, satisfaction, right? Sure, sure. I, 
I was wondering if you were a complete kickback kind of guy or actually had to build some of that in there. So yeah, thanks for sharing. Um, do you hit the snooze button or wake up immediately? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a snooze button guy. Uh, I'm guilty of it, especially, uh, you know, if I'm up late doing homework, for example, or and then I have to be up early for a meeting. It's uh, it's definitely tough to wake up immediately. So um, I'm definitely uh, a snooze button guy, unfortunately. <laughs> Sometimes that helps. So it kind of eases you into the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this question I'd like to ask, too, is what what's your favorite word? Favorite word. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite word, but uh, I do use a few of the same words a lot, I guess. Uh, one of them is my reaction to a lot of things is just dude. I don't know why. It's like <laughs> if someone says something to me and like I'm not pleased, it's just like, dude, like, come on. <laughs> I don't know why. That's always my first reaction to a lot of things. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so you know, I, I went through your, your background up front and, um, you know, we've gotten to know each other over the last few months and I, yep, yep. I find your journey and your story and your determination and, uh, you know, just super inspiring. And I think, you know, having on the show is a, is a, is a, is amazing to hear, um, your background. And I think for the listeners, I, you know, we talk about high school to school, post-secondary to sports, to work, and you've kind of done it all, including, you know, across North America, um, you know, going to school in the States and, 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 and things. So could you share a little bit with, um, the listeners and with me, maybe a little bit more about how, how that whole sort of transition and journey has taken place. And of course, sports and fitness as it's uh, kind of fed into that journey as well. Yeah. So, um, just, I guess once I finished uh, off high school, I'm, I'm a little bit older now. Um, I finished off high school in 2015 and, um, you know, I was, I, my whole life up until then and even up until a couple of years ago, really, it was just everything was hockey, hockey, hockey. Like that's, that's all I ever wanted to do. That's all, you know, I thought I was ever going to do. And that was all I was dedicated towards. Right. So once I graduated high school, I did the whole, you know, junior hockey experience where, um, you know, you're just playing hockey for a few years. And my goal was, you know, to get that, to get that offer to go down and to, to play hockey at school in the U S. Um, so that's what I was after, after high school for, I played three years of junior. So no, no university, just, you know, focusing on the hockey aspect of it. Um, ended up, you know, playing, uh, juniors for three years. Like I said, moved my way up to junior ranks, um, got into junior a, which is like, the you know, the, the step right before, you know, kind of go down to the States for school. Um, yeah went down there, got that ended up getting a, a few different offers to choose from for, for schools in the States and um, ended up choosing where I ended up going to a, a smaller school in upstate New York, um, not too far from Toronto, but um, this is my third year there now. Um, but also my final year, I did a little bit of fast tracking just because, um, you know, like I mentioned, doing the three years of the gap after high school to kind of, I guess, you know, save another year. So I finished, I'm graduating this year. Uh, after three years with my bachelor's um, but overall I mean like I said at the beginning it's just everything's been hockey 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 and um, you know everything that I've learned and, and everything you know that I've kind of gotten today is uh, is through hockey and the person that I am today is through hockey the way that's you know shaped me into to who I am today and you know everything in my mindset has always like I said been hockey and now 
um, you know, transferring out of hockey now that my career is necessarily uh, done, I guess you could say, um, you know, transferring all those, the the transferable skills that you and I always talk about into, um, you know, my career after hockey as well. Yeah. And how does that, um, you know, growing up and, you know, your eat, sleep, you know, dreaming about hockey and then having this switch up or I guess changing your priorities or moving into, you know, sports to school, how did that impact your schooling and your, you know, your, your schedule and what you just took on? Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely was a little bit of a, uh, not necessarily a wake up call, but it was definitely a, a shift, right? Like I was just after high school, I was the only thing I was focused on was hockey for the three years of juniors, right? So it was, I didn't have much to my day other than, um, you know, having to be at the rink for a few hours a day or if, you know, we were traveling to games and whatnot. But, you know, I, I was able to to focus all my energy and my time into hockey, right? So once I went down to school, um, you know, it was essentially balancing the two um, almost, you know, full-time schedules between one hockey and two, you know, all the schooling and going to class and doing my homework and whatnot. So um, it was definitely a lot more on my plate uh, when I first went down, but I think it was something that I uh, adjusted pretty quickly to, um, you know, just being able to to structure my day, knowing exactly what I was kind of doing um, between, you know, if it was an early workout and then having to go to class and then you know, back to the ring for practice and then, you know, going home, making dinner, doing my laundry, whatever I needed to get done um, and then getting some homework done. So it, it got, I got into a pretty good routine, um, which helped. Um, it was definitely, don't get me wrong, it was overwhelming at times, just, you know, trying to keep that, uh, that GPA up while also, you know, being able to excel on the ice as a teammate and, um, you know, making sure I was being able to stay in the lineup as well and being able to play the games. Um, and you know, not not to mention the traveling on weekends. So um, it was definitely a lot. But I think you know, since I went away to school uh, a few years ago, and and you know, my my whole university experience has really um, you know helped me grow up a lot in the last few years for sure. Um, and really, you know, my maturity level has gone um, you know a lot uh, has definitely improved a lot as well since I since I went away to school and. Um, you know, essentially just being on my own that whole time and having to balance all that uh, has definitely taught me a lot for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, what I found interesting when we first started chatting and talking about, you know, some of the, um, you know, the idea of, and especially if there's student athletes listening in or other students, like, you know, balancing out and trying to figure out how to keep all these things in flight and all these balls in the air, um, you know, for you, the added complexity in, in my opinion, I'm curious to see what you have to say, but is being in the States, you know, traveling weekends, doing the sports, it's sort of hard to think about, you know, landing a summer internship back in Canada when you're not necessarily um, around to actually make those connections or attend those events. And did, was that a struggle or was that difficult or? Yeah, yeah. Um, 100%. And that's, you know, uh, you, it, it's awesome to, you know, be able to have the opportunity to go down to, to school in the U.S. and, you know, be a student athlete down there. And, um, you know, it, it definitely, the, the positives do outweigh the negatives. But as you just mentioned, you know, that's definitely one of the negatives in terms of all my energies kind of focused towards the, the actual schooling aspect and going to class and doing homework. And then, 
Um, other than that, it's, you know, 25, 30, 35 hours of my week is also spent on hockey and practice. So you kind of do the math. I don't really have a lot of time uh, outside of that to focus on whether it's an internship or to attending events or, you know, joining um, all these other clubs or, you know, doing a lot of other stuff that, um, you know, most students are able to do, right? Mm-hmm. So just in, in terms of summer internships, like, as I mentioned, up until literally a couple of years ago, it was nothing that was even on my mind. Like I was, everything was just hockey, hockey, hockey the whole time. And when I came home in the summertime, it was, you know, work my normal summer job and, um, you know, just the, just the normal job I did for the summer and, um, you know, train and uh, keep skating just to, you know, be ready to go for the next season. So that like summer internships didn't even cross my mind. It was like, I, I was never opened up to that space and never even, um, you know, really considered up until potentially maybe going into this, this last year of my schooling where I was like, yeah, you know what, now it's my last year of school. I should probably you know, get an internship or two to, to have something on my resume when I graduate. And so that was, you know, a, a little bit of a rude awakening in terms of being opened up to the whole internship experience and realizing, you know, just how, how important uh, internships are to be able to, you know, have on your resume one, but also just to gain that, that experience too. Right. So that was definitely something that, you know, as a student athlete, as I mentioned, I wasn't able to explore um, mm-hmm. just the hurdles of being a student athlete and, and not having that time and, um, you know, not being able to, to explore those opportunities. Right. And I think that's, what's important about this conversation is, um, you know, uh, I've I've shared these podcasts with students for students, but also for academics and academia, as well as um, parents and other people, because even hiring managers and recruiters, you know, because, you know, looking initially at a resume and seeing no internships doesn't mean the person doesn't have skills, transferable skills, and by the way, actually has probably a lot better time management skills and determination skills and some other great things that athletes bring to the table. But, you know, just being open and transparent, I know this is a conversation we've had and it's something that I continue to open up and talk to people about because um, quite literally, when would you have had the time regardless to even entertain that idea? So I think that's something that we need to demystify, break down and open more doors to athletes because they do bring and we have a number of athletes that I work with and and they bring a whole nother diversity of thought to the table. And so um, I'm glad we're having this conversation and I'm hoping others can listen in and, and start to think differently when they look at that resume and see the number of hours and the number of things in the school grades that you've kept up during that is, is remarkable and impressive. So, um, you know, congratulations on that. I think, uh, I'm, but again, I'm glad we're having the conversation. Um, if you thought about school itself, and it doesn't have to be necessarily a university, but high school, what have you, is there something that you feel maybe that should that you've learned that isn't taught in school that could be? Yeah, I think um, you know it's a little bit more of a common one. Uh, I think for me, it would just be even from a younger age, never mind like high school, even starting a little bit of an earlier age as well, would be some personal finance skills. Um, I think it was something that would definitely be be useful in terms of just, you know, teaching kids how to save money and manage money. And if it, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate, but um, just, you know, introducing them to that to them at a young age, 
um, I think could uh, could help a lot. I mean, I never had that going up in yeah. until I went to to school necessarily in the states. You know, being that I studied business and finance, that was the first time I was essentially introduced to all that stuff. Like, never mind. I, you know, I don't. I know. Um, you know, I had some of those skills on my own. Obviously, it's like I was going in blind. But I think you know, just learning a lot of the stuff that I learned a little bit later going into university, I think would have been valuable to to have known a, a little bit earlier on. Yeah, it's it, as you're saying that story, it's even coming to my mind, like, just even budgeting when you go off to school, right? I mean, you're living in your parents' roof and, you know, probably eating, eating dinner with the folks or whatever, and then you go away and you got to budget money. And I know a lot, I know where a lot of my money was going into food and all of a sudden I didn't have money for what I did need. Yeah, um, especially, uh, especially in the States too, as a Canadian, the, uh, the exchange isn't the greatest deal, but <laughs> you do the math after and you're like, oh, oh, that's not really worth that, that, uh, that hamburger, those chicken wings. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. You're right. Um, so thinking like, you know, you're, you've been sharing, obviously, your journey and, and the opportunities and the things that you've done. And um, but, you know, I always like to get a little bit more personal and have some of the young young folks share uh, their their with the audience and with me, maybe some of the challenges that you've seen or have had in life and maybe how you overcame some of that or, or continue to overcome it. Is there something that comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess more on the personal side, like I'm. Um, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty open guy. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not afraid to kind of talk about whatever and, and, you know, some struggles that I've had for sure. Um, you know, growing up, I, uh, I was kind of raised by a single dad, so I never had that, um, you know, that, that mother aspect in my life since, you know, very young age. So, um, you know, un unfortunately you can kind of do a little bit of inferring, like inferring, sorry, um, that kind of brings upon, you know, stuff you know you just you think of typical stuff that your mother does for you it's it's a lot right through yeah. especially for a young guy and um growing up uh you know moms do a lot right so uh essentially like i, I didn't have any of that growing up so um i guess it kind of created a few uh a few problems down the line and down the road but um you know speaking of you know the positives and the negatives i think on a positive side it's it's really taught me to to really be independent from a young age and um, you know, relating it to going to school, um, or going away to school on my own in the U.S. Like it, the the adjustment for me wasn't that big, just because you know I, I'm used to not necessarily being on my own. Don't get me wrong, but just being a super independent guy and not being, um, you know, I was I was never ever that kid that had to be pushed to do anything in terms of, um, you know, get your homework done or you know go clean your room or go help me with this. It was always. Um, you know, I get home from school, I, you know, do I'm done my homework, I do it right away. I, I do. I'm always the, the guy that I can't do anything else, like in terms of relaxing or anything like that until I get all my stuff done. Like it's, I'm never, you know, that guy that needs to be pushed to do anything. So, um, I, you know, I think that relates back to just being, uh, having to be, you know, super independent from a, from a young age and learning to, to kind of be a little bit more on my own and not having to be, uh, to be pushed in a sense, right? Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that, that, you know, personal story and, and, and how it actually has shaped you too, and, and looking at that. And I think, you know, hearing like throughout the podcast and throughout the conversations you hear, you know, varying degrees of, of, of experiences we have, right? Growing up with families or a single parent or being raised by just a mom or a dad or whatever, and, and how that, um, 
you know, that impacts you uh, throughout the, the, you know, throughout your uh, experiences. But no, thank you for sharing that. Do you, um, one other thing, obviously, and I, you've probably <laughs> just knowing you uh, from a priorities perspective, I'm assuming priorities have changed over time for you um, and thinking through sort of how you prioritize what is important. And has there been any, um, you know, sort of reflection on that and anything you could share with maybe today's listeners and, and what you've learned and how you prioritize things? Yeah, uh, I think essentially, like, since I guess it was the beginning of COVID, like, everything has kind of shifted in terms of priorities for me. I mean, up until, like, right before COVID, I was, I was at school, you know, I was, all, it was everything was still hockey. I was, you know, just finishing up the season, ready to come home for the summer. And, um, you know, like I said, I was looking for the internships, but um, my priorities, I guess, were shifting towards the internships. But I guess I, I, I could share that I was uh, that summer. So this was last summer when I was coming home from school, I was applying to all the internships for the summer. And, um, you know, personally, I thought like since I, I, I was never introduced to the internship scene, I literally just thought, you know what, I have a I have a 4.0 GPA, like I'll, I'll apply to a bunch of places back at home and I'll be able to choose wherever, you know, I want to intern for the summer. And that was just, you know, I, I've never had that experience or never had that, uh, was never opened up to that scenes. And it was, like I said before, it was a bit of a rude awakening in terms of I had, you know, zero offers for the summer and not, I don't even think I got an interview for, for the summer. And I was, you know, uh, yeah. it was, <laughs> that was a bit of a, a an eye opener for sure. So um, my priorities definitely shifted instantly in terms of, um, I said, you know, well, like, this is something I need to focus more on. So, uh, given that COVID was starting up and, uh, you know, the season, this season now we're in, in the, in the year that we're in now was a little bit, uh, kind of, you know, not necessarily certain that it was going to happen. So, um, I shifted my priorities in terms of, um, focusing a lot more on, on my career outside of hockey and, and the internships aspect of it. So, I essentially, and I'm not kidding you, I spent my whole summer on LinkedIn pretty much just, you know, building my profile and trying to connect with people and build those connections. And, you know, I don't have a, none of my, you know, my dad or no one in the family or none of my close friends or any of their parents work in, um, you know, the business world or in, in the finance world. So I was essentially on my own there, like to to build all my connections and, and kind of, I was really starting from from the ground up. So uh, in terms of priorities, like I said, I spent my whole summer pretty much trying to network with people on LinkedIn and whether it was, you know, just continuing to comment on people's posts, like people's posts, really to just get my name out there and um, cold messaging people, whatever it was on LinkedIn to, to build as many connections as I could. And um, my priorities literally shifted from normal summer, just being training, you know, doing my normal summer job to, to, you know, focusing heavily on my own career outside of hockey and really transitioning into outside of hockey and now um you know the season didn't end up happening so it kind of presented me with the opportunity to pursue those internships um and you know i, I guess it i ended up being successful in that aspect because now i've had you know two internships in in terms of the fall uh and the winter term so like i said i guess uh <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's <laughs> how it's been yeah no, you know, and there's a lot there that I think for others to listen to and for you to share that's super important. So one, like, you know, this idea, like, well, I got great grades and therefore, you know, I should be able to apply and and, and find a role and who wouldn't think that way? Um, you know, and then you, 
you lay on the layer of, you know, I, you know, just some of the applications that we've seen and the num and the thousands of applications we see. And I know talent leaders at all companies see that. And it's, you know, you know, the idea like, well, grades, I should be sending out because my grades and my sports and all the other things. And, it, you know, as you found out through your journey through LinkedIn and building that out and, you know, meeting people, including me and, and others that you've met like that, um, that network really does matter. And, and it really does matter who you get connected to again, super challenging. If you're, you know, in a different country, doing all the great things that you were doing, keeping your grades up, doing sports, um, you know, it, it's not easy to try to make that navigation happen or those connections happen. Um, so, you know, I, I think for everyone here, just to, to, to reflect is look at those things you've established. The fact that you, you actually went about networking, like a job, like you decided I'm going to build out my profile. I'm going to make connections. I'm going to reach out to people and, you know, great to you, because that is like step 1 in trying to get that going or even, you know, getting things, uh, established and relationships started. Um, but I think that's. That's one of the reasons why I do this podcast is because there are people that think, well, I just apply and I'll get the job and I have good grades. Therefore, I'm good to go. And that's not necessarily reality. Yeah, no, I know. And and I mean, it kind of relates back to the to the whole student athlete aspect, too. Right. Like I have all those other intangibles, except, you know, it, like I said, I, I can't attend those networking events and I can't especially being in the States and. You know, go. I can't, I can't go to my career center at school in the states and be like, hey, you know, can you can you connect me with Brian at RBC or you know so and so at anywhere else? They're gonna be like, well, sorry, buddy, like we, you know, they're here, you're out of luck, man. Like we don't we don't associate with them. So, like I said before, like there, there's positives and negatives to it, but that's definitely one of the negatives in terms of also not being able to, like I said, attend those events and build those connections, right? Because I've I've definitely realized that the network uh, aspect is probably most important or you know at least one of the one of the most important aspects of it so um that's definitely something that i was i started way behind on and um you know had to do some catching up yeah but i think i think you've caught up and i think you've you've put your mind to it it's you've done with everything and that's what what counts and you know to your point it's um i think today too like i get a lot of students saying it's so difficult to network when everything's virtual and i'm like i i hear you but the flip side now is pretty much everyone I know has 10 or 15 minutes to have a coffee chat with somebody. And uh, a lot of us feel, you know, isolated or wanting to chat with people. So reach out now because people are in fact, uh, willing to have conversations and conversations lead to jobs and, um, and conversations lead to other people, just like you and I've talked and, and talked to other people and, and made connections that way. So. Definitely. Yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. I think um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, and I, I, I can, you know, I, I probably could say from a values perspective that you obviously have, your, you know, your values and skills and what you've learned and what you, what you focus on. But if you had to focus on what your values are and how those skills have helped you, what would you say? How would you describe yourself from there? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think just... Um, you know, it's a little bit cliche, I guess, but overall, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm someone who, you know, it's, it's tough for me to, to, you know, have hate towards anybody. Like I'm a, I'm a really personal guy. I think 
um, you know, that, that golden rule that you're always kind of taught as a, as a young kid in, in, in school and kind of treat everyone how you want to be treated is kind of something that I really live by. Like, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I, uh, it's tough, like I said, for me to, to show hate towards anyone. I really try to treat every single person that I, that I come across with respect because, um, you know, at the end of the day, you don't really know what everyone's going through, right? Like if someone's having a bad day or whatever it is, like you don't really know, right? So I try to treat, you know, everybody who I come across with, with as much respect as I can and um, really just try to be that guy that, uh, a likable guy. And even within my hockey teams growing up as a kid, like I was never, you know, obviously you have those guys on the team that you're a little bit closer with here and there, but overall, mm-hmm. like never had any issues with any of the guys that I've played on any of my teams with, like, I always considered myself a likable guy and um, team player. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I kind of take that into my, to my life overall, right? Like I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not, you know, shying away from anybody in terms of um, having any biases or anything like that. So I think just kind of treating everyone with respect and um, cause like I said, you don't really know what everyone's going through. Right. So um, yeah. just really upholding that aspect of things. Yeah. And that's in, such an important, I mean, I think nowadays too, it's, we just need more kindness, <laughs> you know, just, in, um, and, you know, especially, um, it's interesting too, because like, you know, and it, it cliche or not, I think the idea of being likable and, and having that as a skill and a value is important because, you know, people will, they'll trust you, they'll open up, they'll, they'll have a conversation with you. Um, you know, so it, it is helpful, even in the workspace, you know, they talk, we talk about emotional intelligence, we talk about that. And, um, I think it's an important value and skill that not just in life, but it takes you through in in respecting others and working with others. That's really some some great insights. Um, if you think about maybe students going off to school this fall or you know on the hockey rink and trying to figure out how they're going to do what you've done, uh, <laughs> is there anything that advice wise you'd want to leave the listeners with today as far as you know some things they may want to consider? Yeah, I think the main thing that I can kind of echo here is that, um, you know, don't, it's tough to, you know, especially being on LinkedIn and just how everything is in terms of social media these days, it's tough to not, you know, compare yourself to others and, and their journeys, right? And I think, you know, I'm a prime example. I literally just had, you know, I, I turned 24 yesterday, actually. Um, and, oh, happy birthday. Thanks, thanks. Um, but, you know, the the message there is that, you know, I'm I'm 24 now and I'm still you know, interning and uh, finishing on my undergraduate degree. And, you know, at, at first it was like, oh, it was, it kind of beat me down a little bit, but just, you know, seeing everyone that's my age has already graduated now a couple years ago. So from university that is, and um, it's tough to, you know, at times to not compare yourself and be like, you realize you're a little bit behind, but at the end of the day is like, you, you have to realize the journey that you're on. And in terms of my own journey, you know, playing hockey for those three years after high school to, essentially get to where I am today, right? Like, without that, I wouldn't really be where I am today. So um, I think the overall message is just, you know, focus on your own journey and realize that, you know, not everyone's the same in that aspect. And, um, you know, stay on your own path and try not to compare yourself to others, right? And just, uh, um, you know, focus on yourself. And if you, you know, you put in the work and you really have a passion for what you're doing, you'll, you'll end up getting there. uh, You'll you'll end up catching up or even, you know, surpassing everyone that you, you were comparing yourself to. Yeah, that is some super insights and, and great advice. Um, you know, there is no linear path to success. There is no one path to get you there. 
um, you know, going back to school, you know, whatever the whatever path you're on is is yours and it's the one you want to live and you want to do. So great, Adam, for some really great advice um, for the guests and, and for for you. I I, uh, I commend you with all the great things you've done to date. And it's it's been a pleasure getting to know you. And I know we're going to eventually have a coffee chat and conversation in person at some point. Uh, <laughs> But I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks, Brian. This is, uh, I really love what you got going on here. I think this is awesome to kind of get, you know, student stories out there and give them a bit of a voice. So, um, yeah, really, uh, thanks for having me on. I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you again. So for the listeners, if you liked what you heard today, please share this podcast with your network. Continue to tune in for upcoming episodes. Um, this has been Coffee with Convery. And until next time, please stay well.